on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Andy. And DJ, cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cruise the internet. Now, cruise the internet means exactly what it sounds like. We put headlines up on the screen. We talk about what's going on in the world. We speculate on what's true and what's bullshit. And then we talk about how we collectively uh, can provide solutions to some of the bullshit that that is going on in the world. Uh, This is a personal development entrepreneurship show at its heart. So our goal is to uh, point out the problems on this particular episode. And then the rest of the episodes are basically how we could become better so that we can better solve these problems. So other formats that we have on a regular basis during the week are Q&AF. That's where you get to submit questions and I give you the answers. You can submit those questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go right there on YouTube in the Q&AF episode and you can drop your question in the comments. Don't forget to click subscribe. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk, uh, similar to what we had yesterday. Um, Sometimes we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses is where I bring people on who have have completed 75 hard or the live hard program, which is available for free at episode 208 on the audio feed. It is not on video. It's on audio. And if you go there, you get the program for free. Bring people on. Uh, we let them tell their story about how they changed their lives or reclaimed their lives and became the best version of themselves. And then we talk about how you can do it too. And for all this information that we share, uh, we have this thing called the fee. And the fee is very simple. It means tell somebody, all right? If you listen to the show and it makes you think, if it makes you laugh, it makes you better, if it teaches you skills, which you will get skills from the Q&AF episodes. Um, we just ask very simply, please share the show. Okay, the messages do not get out if you don't share it. I don't do social media. I get censored extremely hard. The show gets censored extremely hard. So we rely heavily on you guys paying the fee. So uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. What's up? Oh, you know, just making sure fucking Joe over here don't fucking cough up a lung on me. Fucking dying over here. Yeah. Hey, it's real in the streets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. What's going on, man? Uh. I, I hit a little milestone today. Um, so I forgot to mention full length. Full length episodes, we are moving away from doing on this platform and we're going to do more of those on the MFCEO project when we relaunch it, uh, which will be available on a private platform. I'll have details for that for you guys soon. So I'm basically moving all of my personal development podcast uh, information lessons into this platform. And we will continue to do the current events here on uh, Real AF. So, but I did hit a milestone. And it has to do with personal development, which is why I brought that up. Uh, today was day 150 straight of me doing a 60-minute ruck. Um, yeah, so Jason McCarthy, who's been on the show, he's the founder of Go Ruck, uh, kind of gave me the breakdown on rucking and why I should be doing it and, and sort of did it in a fun way. Uh, you know, he harassed me on the internet uh, for quite some time saying that we should be doing 75 hard with rucks. And, you know, at first I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but then I started thinking about it 
And then I started seeing all these other people doing it. And then I'm like, you know what? He's right. So we came on the show. We talked about it. And we actually went on our first ruck mm -hmm. that day together. I was there. Uh, yeah, you were there. It was hard, too. I was dying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, But today was 150. I told him I was going to do 365 days in a row, uh, which I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to have to, you know, stay healthy to do that because it's not easy to do. It's not easy to go on a ruck and carry, you know, 45 pounds on your back for 60 minutes. Um, it, you have to acclimate to it. But anyway, I, today I hit 150. I thought that was a notable um, milestone and, and I'm, I'm proud of hitting that. You know, I, yeah. I don't think most people will ever even do that. 150 days in a row of the rucks because you're talking about different weather. You're talking about different conditions. You're talking about pushing through when you don't feel very good. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was an important milestone. What's been the biggest changes, uh, like that you've noticed, bro, from it? the one thing I love about it, like in this, I was just talking cause I sent him a text and I said, Hey, today's day 150. And we were talking about it really right before the show. Dude, the best part about it is the mental health aspect that it provides. Mm. Like going on a walk is good for your mental health, but going on a walk that's pretty challenging is much better. Yeah. And the. It's weird, and I'm just going to be totally transparent with you guys. You know, <clears throat> some of the things I do during the day, I don't enjoy doing. Um, no, <laughs> Shocking. No, no, real, real talk. Like, it's a high-stress environment. Yeah. I'm running multiple considerable size companies. I'm dealing with a lot of, and, and by the time those problems uh, come to me, they're problems that other people just can't solve. So I'm dealing with the hardest shit all day long. Every day. multiple different companies. Yeah. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, for me, that's typically the lowest point of my day. That's where I feel the worst. I have a hard time getting going because I'm like, fuck. I already know what I'm in for. And I started doing the ruck right away in the morning and it's corrected that for me. So by the time I'm done with that ruck, all that fucking weak ass shit that I'm telling myself about you know, fuck, this is going to be hard, or I know this is going to be, it's all gone, you know, and I'm able to like, then I follow it up with the cold plunge right after that. Then I get into going through to my day. And th those two things together are magical for mental health. We were just talking about it. You know, as a culture, as a society, we are so conditioned to look for the easiest solution to solve problems like mental health. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who was a user of antidepressant for 11 years, um, who, who got off of antidepressant, which was very, very difficult. I'm coming up on my one year off of that here in literally a couple days. Um, that's a whole nother topic. But we're so quick to look to a pill or to look to an easy solution. And I would say to anybody out there struggling with their mental health, if you are not controlling what it is that you could control, if you are not actively controlling your diet, if you're not actively controlling your movement, if you're not actively controlling the information that you put in your brain, if you are not getting the proper rest, if you are not doing what you are capable of doing that's in your control, you're not doing anything to benefit your own mental health before you go to a medication or before you go to therapy or before you go to and decide that you're a victim or that you have these problems or that you're broken. Bro, the likelihood is you're not broken. You're just not dealing with the stress and the anxiety that comes along with life that we all have 
in an effective way because you're choosing and opting out of controlling the things that we actually do get to control. So unless you're controlling those things, I would highly encourage you to not seek pharmaceutical intervention. Work with the hard shit first, okay? Control your food, control your outputs, control your mental inputs, control your environment. These things will make a much bigger effect on your mental health. I think it's exponentially bigger. Without the damage that these pharmaceuticals will do to you over time, um, which I could talk about a whole episode about. Or without you creating the victim identity that a lot of therapists make people feel, right? A lot of, there's, now I'm not saying therapy doesn't have its place, but there's a lot of therapists that make people feel broken and that they're never going to fucking fix. They can never be fixed and it, and it makes them feel hopeless. And so people create this identity around themselves that they are a victim, that they are broken. And once they've accepted they are a victim and they are broken, they can't escape that identity because it's who they decided that, that they are. So we have, to, we have to really think about this. So you asked me what my favorite part of rucking is. My favorite part of rucking is the mental health aspect. I mean, dude, it's helped me get way leaner. It's helped me stay in much better shape. Um, all that shit's cool. But the main thing is, dude, it's a really super effective outlet for stress relief, anxiety relief, and really just getting yourself centered because we're our own worst enemies. We know how to tell ourselves the worst story possible to make ourselves feel bad, right? Like when we're in a bad mood, you know, we have a tendency to become the biggest bitch ever in our own head and then pile on all like, oh, bro, you know, I got one piece of bad news. This is fucked up. My whole life's fucked up. I fuck this. I'm nothing's fair. And we start telling ourselves all this shit and it drives us further and further and further and further down. And what I think is cool about rucking is if you find yourself in one of those downward spirals where, we, where you're your, your own worst enemy, if you put that fucking 45 pounds on your back and you go out for a fucking hour, when you get back, bro, you're going to feel a lot better. And if you don't feel better, go for another fucking hour. Okay? That shit will fix, it will fix you. That's, my, that's what I like about no, it. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I think everybody that does 75 hard or live hard that has the ability Cause like, dude, 75 hard and live hard are scalable programs. Okay. So like if you have to walk and that's all you can do, you're 500 pounds, you're not very active. And that's, you just got, that's fine. You're 600 pounds and all you can do is stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down. That's fucking fine. It's all scalable. But if you're an able-bodied human and you can do a ruck over a walk doing this program, I think you should. I really think, I think every single person should go on go rucks website Get yourself the, the ruck, the ruck pack. Get yourself a 45-pound plate. Uh, maybe you start at 20 pounds and work your way up. You and I started at 25, then went to 35, then went. No, you started at 45. Yeah, I started at 45. Yeah, but you I'm quit. a dumbass. I'm still going. Yeah, I'm just dumbass. Yeah, so I started at 25 for like a week. Mm -hmm. Then I went to 35 for like a week. Then I went to 45. So you can scale it up. Um, and you can also scale it back down and go for speed, too. Uh, I stay at 45 now because that's part of my commitment I made to myself. But it's also scalable. And if you're an able-bodied human, I would highly recommend adding in the ruck. And it's different than a weight vest. A lot of you guys are like, oh, I got a 60-pound vest. A 45-pound ruck makes an 80-pound vest feel good. Yeah. Okay? It's a lot harder. You're, you're, you're making it easier by using the vest and not the ruck. All right? And that's my pitch. I don't do ads, but if I did, go ruck, you pay me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm just saying.
Go buy yourself a fucking Go Ruck pack. Support American company, good dudes, good people, good community. I'm a huge fan of their community, and I'm very, I'm very harsh critic about companies' communities being real, and they got a real one. Something I'm a fan of. It's actually really cool because it's like, it's kind of like how some people feel about First Form. But, they have that same. But I get it from the outside with them. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. Yeah. I like them. I, I really appreciate the friendship that I've been able to uh, create with Jason as well and the guys over there. So yeah, fuck yeah, man. Well, good shit. Yeah. Great shit. Uh, got a show. Yeah. Got some good shit. I, dude, I know we do. Bro, I was having this crazy, like, all right, so I started smoking cigars more regularly. Um, and now I think I'm like a professional. All right. So like every day I get home and I'm like, I'm going to smoke. And dude, what's cool is, uh, you know, ev- there's a lot more people that smoke cigars than I realized. And so everybody's hit me up with like, try this, try that, try this. And Ed Milet hit me up and he's like, order, you can order cigars from this website. It was uh, JR Cigars. All right. And I will say I've only ordered from them three times, but it's been great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, you know, my friends on the internet, I've posted a couple times where I'm smoking and they're like, dude, try this one, this one. And now I've become like this fucking Aficionado. addict of like <laughs> trying all these different cigars. Uh, so it's been fun. But while I was smoking a cigar, my favorite is Fat Bottom Betty. Uh, and, and one of my buddies, Sean Whalen, put me onto that one. Um, I was thinking about AI. And I, saw, I, I see all this conversation about AI, 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 AI. And my personal opinion, you know, you guys ask what I think of AI. I think it's very dangerous. I think it should be regulated heavily. I think that uh, companies that use it instead of employing people should be taxed at a much higher rate and people that employ actual real humans should get huge tax incentives. Um, I think there's massive value in interpersonal skills because most people are going straight to AI. So the more that you can learn actual real people skills, the more effective you're going to be because of the rarer it is. And that's the law of scarcity. When it's rare, it's more valuable. And we have an opportunity here to develop our own skills uh, and be way more valuable for just having normal people skills. These are my normal thoughts about what's going on with AI. But I fucking thought about this thing, dude. Let me ask you something, real talk. Mm-hmm. How long do you think AI has existed? Real, like real, real? No, 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 no. Like typically in our government, in our, our society, things exist for decades before we actually know about them, mm-hmm. right? Like when they say, we un- the United States Air Force unveiled this new fucking bomber. They've been using that bomber for 20 years. We just didn't know it. Exactly. All right? So AI has been the big tech push, right? Now, man, look, I got to do this. Is that the time? Fuck, where's mine? Uh, it doesn't matter because you're not saying nothing. I'm saying everything. <laughs> so, I mean, I got to be able to receive okay. it. Okay. Oh, that's true. I gotta be able to so I got to put this on because this is, real, this is real shit here. All right? I'm feeling powerful now. I love the shadow it cast on the wall behind you. <laughs> oh, I can't see it. So, uh, so listen. So this fucking thought popped in my head last night. And I'm not saying I'm right. But I'm saying what if. Now, out of all the shit I've said, I will say this is a little bit outside. And this could be like conspiracy, okay? The other shit that I've said is just called being right, okay? Um, <laughs> But dude, I believe that AI has probably been around for a long time and been kept from us, 
That's what I think is go- probably going on. It's most likely scenario. Maybe I'm wrong. But we have this movie that comes out, The Sound of Freedom. And, you know, there's controversy around it. There, it's mixed reviews. You know, pe- some people, you know, are like, <laughs> that's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's got an opinion about it. It's cool. Um, ultimately, I think it's a net, a net positive because of the awareness that it, like to the mainstream, like, on the show, on like the bro, look, no. we all know that a lot of these people are into this kid shit. Cause we've been on this shit for many years, but there's a lot of people who like we see driving around with fucking masks on, have no fucking idea what's going on. And a lot of those people are like, Holy shit. So in that regard, I think the movie is definitely a net positive for sure. And I started thinking about the awareness that's coming around the pedophilia. And I started thinking about some of the other theories that like there's a whole bunch of pedophiles that exist in our higher positions of government and media and Hollywood uh, and the Jeffrey Epstein situation. Right. And then I started thinking about AI and I started thinking about all these things at once. And then I'm like, holy shit, dude. What if they pushed AI out to the public and made AI a thing with the public because they understood that this shit is going to come out? And they know that if AI's out there, that then they have a defense built in and they can say, well, that wasn't me. That's fucking AI. They're mm-hmm. using AI to blackmail me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I know, that's, I know that's a little bit more conspiracy than what I would normally talk about. But they've already tried it. What do you mean? They, they, they've tried it. You guys not remember like when Trump get, got arrested, right? All the AI pictures that yeah, were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But dude, doing I'm, temperature checks. Yeah, but I'm saying in a real way. Yeah. Because we're entering into a situation now where we're not going to be able to tell what's real and what's fake. Okay? And that goes for voice or video. Yeah. All right? So now we're in a situation where anytime someone gets held accountable in any way, shape or form, really anyone can say, bro, that is not me. That's fucking AI. Mm. Like if you heard some of the voice shit, this thing's capable of doing, it replicates people's voice perfectly. Yeah. It's pretty good, dude. Um, I mean, you you know, there's AI scams going on where they have the person's voice. We covered this Mm -hmm. where they have the, the AI program call a mother or a father and pretend to be a child that has been kidnapped and, dem- and asking for ransom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is an AI scam that's happening. And the parents can't tell the difference. So if the parents can't tell the difference, pretty sure it's effective. So we're any, you know, and it's funny because I see some of these, uh, you know, highly influential people who jumped on AI right away and pushed it out. Like we talked about back in November when it started to come out that are now saying, holy shit, dude. We're not going to be able to tell anything is real or fake anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking told you that seven months ago. And you decided to fucking point, push it out there to all these kids thinking it's a great thing instead of just thinking because you wanted to get the clout for the social media and be ahead of the curve. And now you push something out that can literally destroy fucking humanity. So you can live with that. I'll be happy saying it was fucking fucked up from the beginning. Anyway, that's my conspiracy theory on it. Like, no, what, what's going to stop them from doing that? Completely possible, bro. Like, like say the video comes out. Because, like, dude, these people are not capable of keeping this under wraps anymore. They're not capable of, of the internet's too transparent. Information is too available. So, like, eventually, just like what's happening to Hunter Biden, all this shit's going to come out. Mm. And I think their fucking excuse is going to be, Bro, that's not me. The government AI did that. Mm. And they leveraged me with it. 
And then they showed it to me and showed me how real it was. And I believed it. And I've been scared. And I've gone along with it the whole time. That's real shit. You know, one weird thing that's been happening with me here lately, and I, I sound crazy even just fucking talk, mentioning it out loud, but proof that the Matrix part of it is real. I've been finding more and more shit online that, like, bro, I could have swore I've seen years ago. But people are talking about it as if the shit just happened yesterday. Like, did you see the video of, like, the, uh, there was a, um, two schoolgirls. One was a bigger black girl beating up the little white girl. Mm -mm. Bro, I've seen that video fucking 10 years ago. No, you just seen a whole bunch of videos like that. I was. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I mean, I see a thousand videos a day of the same thing. Yeah. I don't know, man, but it's, it's not, I mean, that's just one example, but I've, it's been a bunch of those, man. Like these stories that are coming out in the news, like I'm like, dude, this shit, like I've seen this five years ago. Yeah. Did you see the video of the white girl getting pulled out of her car and getting the shit beat out of her by the group that's of a, black no, guys? That's a prime example. Like yeah. I've seen that video two years ago, bro. Yeah. Well, it could be too that, that like this shit is getting recycled and pushed out through social to stir up racial tension ahead of the election. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just Like, weird. bro, how much of this shit, like- Cause do you and I pass a lot of videos back and forth? Yeah, we do. And how, yeah. How, <laughs> how about the fucking Rubik's cube guy? <laughs> that motherfucker deserves a permanent chair in the show. He's on something. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he's got something right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, this could be the platforms. Cause like, dude, the, these platforms have the ability to create virality mm -hmm. in the videos instantly yeah like they can choose which videos go viral like it's not it's like they have that power yeah so like who's to say that they aren't pushing some of these more graphic videos to stir race division because dude reality is right now you have a lot of white people feeling very angry about some of the situations that's going on. And like, they're starting to get vocal about it. They're starting to get more aggressive about it. And it's stirring up the things that they've been accusing white people of for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Because I'm seeing a lot, I'm seeing a lot more racism. Oh, I'm seeing a lot time. more racism from white people. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot more racism from fucking black people. And dude, I think they're, I think they're trying to push even more what we talk about consistently where they do not want black people and white people to come together around elections. And if you look at the time frame around every major presidential election, we always have high racial tension right around that time. And so that could be part of what, why we're seeing some of this recycled shit, because yeah. I agree with you. I was joking about the thousand <laughs> videos, but like uh, the point is we are seeing more mm -hmm. and we are seeing racial tensions rise. And to those people who feel, cause like, bro, Real talk, dude. You, you and I talk all the time. It pisses me the fuck off to see those videos of white people getting their ass beat for being mm -hmm. white. Do we not talk about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. And what do you always say to me when I get pissed off about it? That's what they want that's you to do. That's what they that's want. exactly what they want. They want you to be pissed. They want you to start fucking getting angry about it. Like, we have to realize that when we see these things, as wrong as they may be, which they are, and both ways is wrong, we have to understand that they're getting fed to us for a response, for a reason. And this is what we're talking about rising above the fucking fray of information that they are experts at feeding us that create animosity, uh, you know, which at whatever contention point they decide they want. 100%. They clearly do not want black people and white people figuring out that we're on the same team. 
which we are, by the way. Okay. They hate us both equally. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want Muslims and Christians to figure out they're on the same team. And if those two dynamics happen, they will lose their power. So the more racist shit they pump, I, I actually think the solution is to be less racist. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's a very, here's a very obvious like test you could, or, or, or I guess thought question you can have yourself. Do you think we're the only people that are talking about exactly what we just said, this unity message, this narrative of come together? Like, you think we're the only people talking about it? No. So why aren't we seeing more of those messages? If the algorithm, well, well, you think you we're the only people that well, want unity? Well, there's a couple points to, to address there. You know what I'm saying? Well, how come we aren't hearing it from the politicians? How come we aren't hearing it from any of the fucking presidential candidates? None of them. Not one. Why aren't we hearing that? Here's why. Okay. And here's why you hear from me, by the way. That's their whole identity. Their whole career path is politics. Without the chaos, without the fray, without the division, they don't, they aren't relevant. No. Okay. Um, I happen to be pretty successful before I ever started really talking about this shit. This is not my identity. This is not what I want to do. This is not how I like to spend my time. I have a genuine interest in trying to solve the issues so that we can live a peaceful existence, a prosperous existence. And we are getting behind politicians uh, without realizing that they thrive from the chaos. They thrive from the division. And that creates their identity and their ability to make money. So they don't mind that it's out there. So why would you preach? You know, this is no different than this is no different than all the congressmen and congresswomen in Washington, D.C., who are mostly made up of lawyers uh, making regulations about lawyers actually having repercussions for filing false lawsuits. All right. Why don't they make laws that say that if you wrongly accuse someone, you have to pay them damages? Why don't they make laws that say if you file a frivolous lawsuit, you lose your law license? Why don't they make laws that say if you accuse someone of uh, rape and they are found not guilty, that the person who made the accusation actually ends up going to jail for that, what the time was that they accused the person? Because that ruins someone's life. Mm. Like if you're a man and you're accused of that, it ruins your life automatically. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. All right. You just have to be accused. And so why aren't we making laws? to fix some of these issues in the legal system. Well, the reason we aren't making laws is to fix some of these issues is because they're all lawyers. So now you ask yourself, why aren't the politicians actually solving the problems? Well, the reason the politicians aren't solving the problems is because they need the problems to be relevant and have an identity and have an opportunity to make money because they're not doing it in the real world like somebody like me and most of you guys are doing. It's real shit, man. Anyway. Yeah. Well. When it gets a I think it's propaganda. No, 100%. Yeah, I think, I think racial division is a key part of their strategy that they're going to continue to push. They're going to continue to, um, you know, I, I, think that, I think they're going to try to push it as hard as they can. And I think it's going to work on some people, but yeah. the most of us got to be like, no, we're not doing that. We've done this before. You guys have done this too much. We don't believe you. And actually have conversation with the other team. Go over there and say, hey, this is bullshit. And they're going to be like, dude, it is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you actually talk to people, you find out that most people are understanding what's happening. It's real shit, man. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's get into cruising, man. I got, I got a couple of good stuff. I want to start today's show um, before we get into our topics with, uh, with what I see as a win. Okay. But you being the entrepreneur, kick-ass fucking entrepreneur, 
I'm sure you have a different uh, you have some type of insight on this. But I want to I wanted to bring this up because this seems like a win to us. Um, headline reads, George Soros's Open Society Foundations plan to limit their grant making until February. And it's not just that. They did, like there, there's some issues going on over in the Soros's. Let's dive into this. This is a um, AP News article. I think they have issues they're not aware that they have yet. Mm. Oh, that well, I mean, yeah, that's a fact. I don't disagree yeah. with that. Um, this Associated Press article reading, Open Society Foundation said Wednesday that they plan to limit new grant making until February as the nonprofits transition to a new operating model run by billionaire investor George Soros' son, Alex. Uh, a spokesperson for the foundation said that the pause will not affect current grantees. Uh, in a letter addressed to, quote, friends and partners, Open Society Foundation's president, Mark Malik Brown, wrote, quote, Technological, environmental, political, and socioeconomic shifts are challenging open society ideals around the world. This flux demands that we reimagine our philanthropy. Part of that reimagining will cut Open Society Foundation's global staff of 800 in 20 countries by 40%, which Malik Brown called, quote, painful news for all concerned. It also means changes to the length of OSF grants. Quote, this will often mean multi-year commitments enabling our partners to invest in ambitious long-term action with clear, measurable goals that would not be met without open society's involvement, wrote Malik Brown, who said OSF would honor existing financial commitments, but may not renew some of them. Major changes at important foundations are never easy for grantees, said Kathleen Enright, president and CEO of the Council on Foundations. Quote, when foundations are open and transparent, keep funding flowing as much as possible and give grantees time to plan. It's a bit easier, she said. Uh, quote, given that it's not just individual organizations that are affected, but often a whole ecosystem of nonprofits, foundations going through major change ask themselves, how can we be a good partner and maintain the strength of this field? Andy, I guess let's, I want to ask you this question first. All right. For any business and any uh, industry, layoffs are never a good sign of the health of the company. What, what exactly, how exactly should we look at layoffs when it comes to, to businesses? Well, it depends right now. I mean, yeah, obviously it's, it's usually not a good thing um, for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a restructuring of a corporate structure, like they're saying, and layoffs are necessary. Sometimes that's a normal, I mean, that's a pretty normal part of a growing organization. Uh, you get to a point where you're a little overgrown and you've got to trim off some of the overhead that uh, isn't being utilized properly. That's, that's always a tough decision. Um, I'm in a very fortunate position where we've never had to actually do quote unquote layoffs. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not usually a good thing, but many companies go through that process and then come out the other side and then end up rehiring people and grow sometimes rehiring the same people they let go while they needed to restructure what's going on. So, I mean, it's a normal part of doing business. I don't think it's necessarily anything to doom and gloom about. Um, I think it's normal. The, the other thing though, is that we're dealing with a situation where AI has come in and been effective at replacing human beings in organizations. So we're going to start to see a lot of layoffs just based around optimizing companies uh, around AI. And we're already seeing that. Um, I was sent a story about this wine company that 
laid off uh, a, apparently a few hundred people and replaced them with AI. And if that were me as a consumer, I would never buy that product ever again. I would never buy a company that operated that waste product ever again if I found out they did that. If I found out they fired people to replace with technology in that regard, like AI, like a mass scale. Um, I understand that that's probably going to happen to a lot of companies, but we as the consumers dictate how that's adopted by adjusting our buying habits. And if I were you uh, and I found out someone was doing using AI, I would not do business with them mm. at all. And that's how we're going to control. You know, this is a lesson that we can take from the left and from big tech who have worked to cancel people over and over and over again. It's been very effective over the last 10 years, uh, 15 years probably. But if we utilize that concept of we're not going to support companies that do that, then it, it won't be implemented in the ways, uh, in the damaging ways that we're talking about now. So I'm not sure what this means. Uh, there's a lot of angles and there's a lot of things it could mean. Um, you know, I think them bringing in a new leader, right? They bring in a, a, a they're taking uh, George off and putting Alex in. Mm -hmm. um, of course, that's going to create some necessity to, uh, to, you know, restructure things and change things. He's probably got some new ideas about how he wants to do things. Uh, they're probably utilizing technology, like I'm saying differently. At the end of the day, I mean, I would love to sit here and say, oh yeah, it means they're crumbling. But like, I don't think that's actually true. You know, mm. um, I could think be going back and coming out stronger. I think, no, I don't know. They're going to be stronger. I think people understand what's going on with the Soros, uh, open society foundation and the world economic forum. And which a lot of their people are, that's yeah, where they come I, from. I think people have un started to understand this. Mm. And I think the reason, you know, um, and this kind of goes into, this kind of goes into why Biden's donations are so high. Okay. Um, you know, Biden's outraised everybody by like $50 million on his reelection campaign. And most of the donations have come from large format donors, not small donations. They're not getting small donations anymore from the people. They're only getting it from large, which should be a red flag for everybody. Massive flag. Yeah. But why are they giving so much money to this decrepit old man who's clearly not capable of actually being president? It's because they're afraid of anybody else coming in and holding people accountable because they understand that's probably not just going to destroy their business, it's going to destroy them personally. What if someone were to come in and expose all this pedophilia shit right up at the forefront, bring out the Epstein list, explain the whole thing? Like these people's lives are at stake. Their companies are at stake. So I, I think that's the reason why we're seeing so much money given to Biden uh, and these organizations like Soros and, and, uh, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, World Economic Forum. Yeah, World Economic Forum. Uh, because there's a lot of people who are part of the scam uh, that are scared that they're going to lose their scam. And so now they're opening up their checkbooks to try and do that. And that's only as effective as we can be manipulated. If we can't be manipulated by advertising, then that's, it doesn't matter how much money they raise. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So if that comes down to what we talked about yesterday on the show, uh, on the Real Talk episode, where we have to fucking get smarter. We have to realize who's on the team, who's not on the team, and what we need to be doing together to create a situation where these people lose their power. It's real shit, man. Yeah, so I, I don't know, dude. I yeah. mean, what do you think? How I, are you I, seeing it? I, I just saw it. I'm like, fuck, okay, they're cutting 40%. That's all. That's almost, you know, what, a little bit over 300? It's almost 40%. It's almost, yeah, you know, like, that's a lot. 
Yeah, that, that's a lot of employees, man. And like the fact that they're not assigning any new grants, like to me, it just, like, I don't know. It just doesn't look good. Like, I don't know. I saw this as a win. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, don't I, know I could I see restructuring maybe 10%. Yeah, I, like right? from, from how I see it, I don't see it that way. Hmm. I see it as pretty normal until some other, you know, things. Yeah. You know, I actually think these people are going to get flooded with money for the reason I just mentioned. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot at stake, man. Yeah. There's a lot at stake. Guys, tell us what you think on that if you, uh, Want to hop down in the comments, check it out. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into our headlines. Guys, remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyfrasella.com. You can find them there. Uh, or if you're on YouTube watching us, check down in the description. You can find them linked there as well. Uh, so with that being said, let's get into our first headline. Headline number one. Headline number one reads, U.S. soldiers sprinted into North Korea. Eyewitnesses uh, thought it was a TikTok stunt. Have you seen this? I, yeah, I saw it, but I don't really understand what's going on. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, so uh, this is a Fox News article reading. A tourist who saw a plain-clothes American soldier sprint across the South Korean border into North Korea initially thought it was a stunt. New Zealander Sarah Leslie and her father were part of a tour group that departed from Seoul Tuesday morning to visit the military demarcation line uh, separating the two countries. In an interview with the Associated Press, Leslie gave her eyewitness account of Private Travis King leaving the other 43 tourists behind and running straight into North Korean territory where he is currently detained. Leslie said she had no idea at the time that King, who was dressed casually in jeans and a T-shirt, was a soldier or that he was facing disciplinary action back home in the U.S. A senior defense official told Fox News that King had just finished about two months in South Korean detention facility following a physical altercation with locals. After King was arrested and throughout the time he was held at the facility, he made comments that he did not want to come back to America, according to the official. Uh, after his, his release on July 10th, uh, Private King was scheduled to travel home Monday to Fort Bliss, Texas, uh, where he could have faced additional military discipline, uh, including discharge from the service. Associated Press reported. Uh, instead, he, quote, willfully and without authorization crossed the military demarcation line into the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, according to a U.S. Forces Korea spokesperson. Uh, Leslie told the Associated Press her tour group when they stepped further than many by visiting the joint security area in the village of Pyongyang, uh, allowing tourists to effectively step on North Korean soil inside one of the building's uh, which are jointly held uh, to get on such a tour, she said, required submitting their passports and getting permits in advance. Uh, the tourist left Seoul by bus early Tuesday morning, and Leslie said she noticed that King was keeping to himself and didn't seem to talk with anyone else on the tour. At one point, she recounted he purchased a DMZ hat from the gift shop. Now, here is one of the pictures that was taken on the tour. Um, you can see Private King right there in the black shirt with the black hat on. Um, the guy in the middle or the guy on the left? Uh, guy right here. The black guy? Yep, the black okay. guy. Yep. So this, this is Private King. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, this is where it gets weird. Uh, North Korea, they ain't talking. They have not answered um, or reached out or received, or they may have received it, but they're not communicating with the United States at the time. So uh, this, this headline reads, North Korea remains utterly silent on missing soldiers suspected of crossing DMZ. Uh, the North Korean government has yet to publicly acknowledge the U.S. servicemen believed to have crossed the border into the communist country. Army Private Second Class Travis King 
was seen sprinting across the military demarcation line, separating South Korea from North Korea on Tuesday while viewing the demilitarized zone alongside a group of tourists. Um, quote, yesterday, the Pentagon reached out to counterparts in the Korean uh, People's Army. My understanding is that those communications have not yet been answered. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller announced Wednesday. Uh, the spokesperson called communications between the U.S. and North Korea, quote, sensitive, and he said he could not go into more detail at the time. Quote, we here at the State Department and the United Nations are all continuing to work together on this matter to ascertain information about the well-being and whereabouts of Private King, Miller added. Quote, we are still gathering facts, and I want to be very clear that the administration has and will, con uh, will continue to actively work to ensure his safety and return him home to his family. What do we got on this? <laughs> I, I, you know what? We don't know what North Korea is like because they don't allow us to show any of it, and mm -hmm. they don't show any of it. Right. And they cut off contact with any of the real media services. So it's hard to really know what it's like on the inside, but it sounds like this guy thought that no matter what the fuck it was, it's better than coming here, <laughs> right. which doesn't really speak to the state of our country. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to think here, man. Uh, this seems like one of those things where you're just like, fuck it. And like, yeah. go do it. Like, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? I think there's so many things that just don't make sense yet. Right. Like, and like, typically like, you know, like we do our best here at Really F not to just jump on topics when they come out. Right. We want information to come about, but like, there's just a lot of things in this story that just don't make sense. Like how the fuck did he get on the tour bus to begin with that required all of his special documents and permissions? How did he even get into that? You know, well, like, I mean, he's a citizen. I mean, he's got a regular passport. Yeah, but like the part, the tour that they were on, it required special permissions, which are required weeks or months in advance. Yeah, but not every single civilian operation does a military background check. Like you don't like, you know, like that. I don't know. You're thinking from a security standpoint. I, I think it could have been a little looser than what you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, 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 but, uh, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense, dude. And I yeah. don't think they're going to cooperate. I don't think. I don't think these people. Re I know they don't respect our current leadership. No. Um, the only person they respect is Dennis Rodman. They respected Trump and, and Trump. Yeah. yeah, Trump. That's a fact. Yeah, you know, um, you know, people say, "Oh, yeah, he called him Little Rocket Man or whatever." <laughs> yeah, that's because basically what he's saying is, "Don't fuck with me, dude, because I'll fuck you up." Mm -hmm. You know, and that dude knows that's true. Mm -hmm. So he calmed down, and then they shook hands, and you know, they, that's peace is obtained through, uh, you know, fear. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. It's just uh, weird because I, I like to my knowledge. I mean, you hear these stories of defectors, right, that are leaving North Korea going to South Korea. You know, very serious. No, you don't. It don't go the other way, man. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't know, and like, you know, maybe maybe they're treating them well. I don't know. I mean, I hope they're treating them well. My guess is, see, it's hard to say because we don't actually even know the truth about what these people think or know because the media fucking lies about everything manipulates it right you know? so like we dude kim jong-un could be like this fucking great dude with the utopia over there and our media be telling us that he's is what they tell us right, right? so right. we don't actually fucking know um so it's it's really you know it's it's really kind of up in the air you know they if they're who if these people are who our media makes them out to be which i think is probably not entirely true um there's probably a lot of truth to it, but it's probably not entirely true. 
I would say that they'll probably use him as a leverage piece. Yeah, for sure. In some way, shape, or form. For sure. Um, and knowing our administration and how we are. For it. Yeah. Couldn't, it might not be too good. Yeah. So, so it's, definitely, it's definitely not a good strategic place for our country to be in. Yeah. You know, look, dude, I'm going to be real honest with you. Like, if I was president, and, and dude, I, I don't buy into this, uh, every American's life is worth fucking everything. I don't buy into that shit. Mm. Like, when, when they traded Brittany Griner for this merchant of death, <laughs> who's, kill, who's literally responsible for fucking tens of millions of people getting killed over the course of his life. Yeah. Um, like, that's know, fucked up. War, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I would say keeper. Like, that's the worst Pokemon or baseball trading game. that's not, that's not anything against Brittany Griner. It no. could be anybody. No. Okay. And like this dude, like if I was in charge of our country and Kim Jong-un said, hey, man, fucking give us whatever or we're going to fucking do whatever. I'd say fucking have at it, bro. I don't give a shit. Like you're dumb enough to run over there. That's what the fuck you get. We have to start allowing people to, to sleep in the beds that they make. Mm. You know, that's real. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. I don't care what happens to this guy. Like, like, I really don't like you're in trouble. You had a choice. You could have came back and, and, and been a man and been accountable for what you did or at least made a case for what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. But instead, you ran into what apparently, and by most accounts, is one of the harshest countries on the planet. That's your own stupidity, bro. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I don't think they're going to care that you're black. They're not going to care that you're, uh, they're going to they're gonna fucking see you as an American. Like we They're going to see about. this picture and say, oh, he's the medic. That's right. Yeah. And, and dude, we have, this, we have this thing going on in our country where people who you know are in protected classes think they can go to other countries and live in those protected classes like that lgbtq guy that went to qatar for the world cup and then all of a sudden the next day he's fucking dead mm -hmm. he wore the gay shirt to the to the uh uh soccer game the next day he's fucking dead and you guys think that's a coincidence right Come on, man. Oh, he died of a heart attack. You yeah. don't have. Okay. Oh, you, you never seen a fucking movie where they run up and they fucking inject people. That's real shit. No. Like they're creating bio. This is what Kennedy was talking about. They're creating bioweapons, not just to attack certain races, but they are creating bioweapons to attack certain people. So they are taking your D. This is why you should never do 23andMe or any of that shit. Which, by the way, BlackRock just fucking bought. They are taking people's genetic code, allegedly, and engineering specific strains of diseases that only that person can be affected by. Mm -hmm. so, so this guy in fucking Qatar makes this thing, right? And then all of a sudden, the next day, he has a heart attack and die. How do you know that they, they didn't run up to him with one of these bioweapons and fucking just rub their hand on the guy and he's dead in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You don't have any fucking idea because like that's how it would be distributed. You go up and you sneeze in his face, you got it, but it doesn't affect your genetic code, but it kills that person. So now we're talking about threats literally being human to human contact if you're an abrasive individual or if they want to target you. It's dangerous, dude. Yeah, it's it scary as fuck. I wanted to ask you, man, because I know uh, if you guys haven't seen, I know previously you, you've made a call to, to Putin. Oh, yeah. I, called so him. I wanted to see if you wanted to try to reach out to Kim Jong, you know? Nah. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> the back one? No, no back one here. <laughs> I don't know, man. Guys, tell well, us what you think on this bro, topic, man. I know it's loaded. I don't think that you can reason with Kim Jong-un. I think Putin, you can. Mm. 
I think Putin actually, you know, Putin, there's enough footage of him where you can tell, like, this guy's got, like, he's not just raging psychopath that they try to make him out to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know about this guy, you know? I'll tell you this, that office looks really clean. I mean, there's this this off. This looks like the '60s, bro. But it like, could be yeah, this guy smoking a cigarette right there, having a fucking meeting with yeah, his team, like indoors. Nobody smokes indoors anymore. No Korea, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no cancer. Uh, whatever, man. Yeah, no cancer here. Yeah. Look, dude, we don't know what's happening. I think that guy made a poor decision. Yeah, for sure, guys. Jump in the conversation. Let us know what you guys think. No goes on, and. Uh, Let's, let's keep on moving, man. We got headline number two. Headline number two reads, CMT faces fierce backlash online after yanking Jason Aldean's music video. Shameful. You seen this one too? I, 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 I saw it in passing. Right. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, so fans had lashed out at country music television after it pulled singer Jason Aldean's Try That in the Small Town music video this week following accusations that it was racist. Aldine had enraged liberal activists, all three of them, uh, with the new music video. You know what's funny? You <laughs> fucking said that. And I, my first question, I'm trying to be better about in, not interrupting. It's like how many but what I wanted to say was how many. <laughs> when they said uh, fans lashed out, I wanted yeah. to be how many. Yeah. Yeah. All three of them. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Aldine had enraged liberal activists with the new music video, which has uh, anti-crime, pro-law enforcement themes and tells criminals that their behavior won't be tolerated in rural America. Uh, the music video plays footage from left-wing riots and smash-and-grab robberies, mostly peaceful ones, remember that. All right? But activists accuse, uh, accuse the song of being racist and promoting violence. Quote, yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't. Aldine uh, sings in the uh, video. Uh, CMT confirmed it pulled the music video off the air Monday, angering Aldine fans and free speech advocates. Uh, this is one of the twi- uh, tweets, uh, Miss, or I don't, yeah, I guess it's a miss. Uh, Shannon Watts, she had this to say, she tweeted this out saying, quote, proud to have had a hand in getting CMT to reject this racist and violent song. So she's happy about it. Wait, hold on. Racist and violent song. So I listen to fucking rap music. That's all I listen to. What about some good old WAP? Hold on. We're not going to talk about the violence they fucking talk about in the rap music, which, by the way, I listen to. So I'm not going <laughs> to fucking sit here and shit on it. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's not a total fucking no, that's just hypocritical cool. thing to say or do. Andy, it's fine because it's culture. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. Well, certain culture is also don't fuck with me or I fuck you up. That's American culture. Yeah. Maybe that was just the country version yeah, of that. So there, there's, there, we, they, that can be a culture, but there's also an American culture, which is uh, respect people, treat people right, don't fucking carjack people, don't spit in people's faces, don't disrespect our flag, or we'll beat your fucking ass. Mm-hmm. That's a culture. It's called America. So they want to say that's culture. That's culture. Right. It is. It is, man. And, you know, I think one of the funniest parts, like even with her tweet, right? So like in the video, in the music video, uh, he's showing clips of like BLM rally, uh, uh, riots, mm-hmm. right? How they're burning down the country, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, the, and it's not like, you know, his personal footage, right? These are, you know, clips from the news media and shit like that. And uh-huh. So pointing it out is violent. 
but the shit that was actually going on in those videos is not she, violent. I think she's not talking about what's going on in the videos. I think she's talking about what he says is going to happen to you if you do this shit around those kind of places. Well, he didn't, he didn't, but that's the thing. He didn't even allude to what would happen. Well, it ain't, I'm sure it ain't good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, look, dude, I, I've been saying this for years, man. The backlash, the, the backlash against these fucking leftists for the shit they propagated and the shitstorm they've created in our country is coming. People aren't going to continue to lay down. People are not going to continue to allow the police to just get fucking fucked with and our flags to get burned. And for all these little fucking soy boy pussy nerds to dress up in black and show up and intimidate people. There's a whole section of America that's not intimidated by you at all. Okay? And at least there's no You more. bring that shit to our fucking town and you'll be in some deep fucking shit. It'll probably end up with you in a fucking box. Okay? That's reality. So if you want to say that's violent, you'd probably be accurate in saying so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And CMT, they did not return the request. That, that, by the way, that vibe... That vibe is growing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it ain't just fucking people out in the state. Bro, most farm people in middle America, they're just doing their shit. They're not even pissed off yet because this shit they don't have to deal with. Yeah, but things Wait like this. Wait till they this, get pissed. That's the thing, but doing things like this. That just emboldens that. It only makes it worse. Bro, bro. But you DJ, telling me I can't have my I, music? But DJ. You know what I'm saying? But DJ, they are fucking... These people have been in control for so long, they are unaware that they are actually creating the situation that will actually end up hurting them the most. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you think, like, if you're the ruler of a, a country and you go unchallenged for 50 years, what difference, do you think it makes a difference what you say or do? It don't fucking matter. That's you still think you got it. Yes. Yeah. These people don't, these people have not, they do not understand the temperature on the ground. Mm. And bro, this isn't a black white thing either. This, no. is not, this is not black people, white people. They're trying to make it into that. That's not what this is. Mm -hmm. This is, hey, have some respect for our culture in America. Be a decent human being. He talks about not, not spitting in cops' faces, not burning flags, not carjacking people. These are good things to talk about and good things to embody as a human being. I think we can all agree to that. And if we're being honest, I am fucking sick of the left and the media and all these white liberal women <laughs> who continue to fucking propagate this double standard in society. I can't even go into my fucking downtown area of the city I live in because it's so shitty. And I'm willing to bet that whatever city you live by, you probably have a hard time going in the downtown as well and feeling safe, regardless if you're black or if you're white or if you're Asian, or if you're gay, or if you're fucking straight. And this, this identity politics around every single fucking thing is literally going to create a backlash that's going to have these people wishing they were never fucking born, okay? The, the white liberal up in their ivory tower fucking women who don't know anything about what it's like out in the real world. And dude, the real world's getting real bad, and people aren't just going to accept it. They're not just going to keep taking it. Eventually, they're going to fucking stand up. And when they stand up, they're, the people doing these things are going to get crushed. You know how I know this? Because this has happened in history over and over and over and over again. In fact, it's never not happened. There has never been a tyrannical rule, destruction, communism movement 
that has lasted. It never lasts because eventually the number game gets played and then people with the numbers realize that we're getting fucked by people who think they're above us and they kill those people. And that's where we're getting to in America. We are moving towards that attitude. Most people at this point in time that have been paying attention are so pissed off that they recognize it's not just Joe Biden. They recognize it's not just uh, you know Hillary Clinton. They're understanding that it's certain people on the left and the right and in the media and in these big companies, and their names are starting to get known. And those people are creating a scenario where they are going to be the number one target for the backlash that's going to happen. So articles like this that she's writing, all she's doing is trying to propagate her agenda, the same agenda she's probably been pushing for many, many years, that there is no flavor and want or desire for on the streets anymore. And, uh, and it's going to blow up in their face eventually. I do want to read his uh, Jason Aldean statement because I think it's, uh, uh, I, I think it, I think it's important to, to listen to. So uh, he released a statement on Tuesday. It says, quote, in the past 24 hours. Hold I, on, I want to, I okay, I got something to say about this, I'm, the, the, what you're about to say. Okay. Uh, he says, quote, in the past 24 hours, I have been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May. Uh, and was the subject to the comparison that I quote, uh, direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protest I'm being shared with his fans. Uh, he called these suggestions, quote, not only meritless, but dangerous. Quote, there is not a single lyric in the song that re references race or points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As so many pointed out, I was present at Route 91 where so many lo lost their lives. And our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try that in a small town, for me, refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors regardless of differences of backgrounds or belief because they were our neighbors and that was above any differences, Aldine said. Uh, he continues, he concludes, he says, my political views have never been something I've hidden from and I know a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up at night. But the desire for it to, that's what this song is about. I mean, it's kind of what I just said. Okay. And, and in regards to the, the lynching thing, I've seen a lot of black conservatives jump on this and be like, this is, this is, he's talking about lynching people. No, the fuck he isn't. No, he's not. Not to, not like, only dude, that. I'm so, I'm fucking so tired of this race shit when there is clearly a double standard. There is clearly a double standard, bro. Just look at the fucking story we were just talking about. We fucking, white supremacy is the biggest problem in the whole fucking world, right? Or the whole country. But black crime stats prove differently. Right, right. Okay, like. It's obvious. There is all kinds of special privileges that black people receive in society. We have television stations, black entertainment television. We have all of these awards, black black Grammys. We have black excellence. We have all this stuff for black people. And there's not a single one of those things for white people. 
It has, hasn't no, and if I were to even decades. suggest that and say, oh, there should be white entertainment, which I wouldn't because I think it's wrong, you guys would lose your fucking minds, okay? Like, dude, white supremacy isn't fucking killing everybody in the fucking hood, bro. That's not what's happening, okay? What's happening is there's been an abandonment of these neighborhoods by the people that these people vote for for 60 fucking years. And everything that these people, the Democrats, come in and fucking promise the black communities every single two years never happens. They don't get the education that they need. They don't get the fucking support that they need. They don't get the money that they're promised for their communities and their business. They don't get fucking any of the shit that these people promise. Yet they continue to, the black communities of America continue to vote for Democrats. Okay? This here, this is no different. This is an intentional story designed to rally up the black Americans around this idea of fucking this huge racist problem that we have in America um, and, and to fucking create divide before election time. Yeah. It's more the, of that. The lynching that they're referring to happened almost 100 years ago. What are they talking about with that? Yeah, so in the video, Aldine, this is uh, from Associated Press. Uh, in the video, Aldean, who has been awarded Country Music Artist of the Decade by the Academy of Country Music, performs in front of the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee. This is the site of the 1946 Columbia race riot and the 1927 mob lynching of an 18-year-old black teenager named Henry uh, Schultz. So they're referring to a lynching that happened almost 100 years what ago. What is that relevant to the fucking song? It's not. Like, like dude. Uh, but it's also the same community. They just had a fucking very disastrous tornado rip through it. It's a small town community. Well, I, I don't think those things are related. I, I don't think there's a racist bone in Jason Aldean's body. I, I don't know because I don't know him. But I'll say this. Uh, I, I've never seen anything that would make me think that. And him singing this song doesn't make me fucking think that. You know what it makes me think? He's like most of us who are tired of the bullshit. We're tired of the shit. We're tired of the division. We're tired of the lies. We're tired of the fucking double standards. We're tired of the fucking bullshit. Yeah. I see this as just an intentional thing. They don't want us to have hope. They don't want us to have unity. They don't want us to have any piece of, of strength or any piece of fucking willpower or any of that. Because, you know, while they're taking down these songs or songs like this or messages or shows or podcasts that speak this type of language, they're propping up everything completely opposite of it. Of course. You know, so. This fucking story of Jason Aldean is just another fucking example of that. Like, dude, and you guys who are buying into it, black or white, bro, you're insane. You're falling for their shit. Mm -hmm. The guy's saying, hey, we're sick of the bullshit. That's what he's saying in the song. Yeah. Well, and like, as we all know, guys, that you know, a lot of this stuff, this is just mere distraction, right? Look over here. Don't focus on what's going on over here. So let's, let's go to our third headline. Let's see what they've been trying to hide from us. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Headline number three reads, over $17 million has been funneled from foreign sources to the Biden family, confirms IRS whistleblower. That's what they don't want us to, to look at. They don't, why would they want us to, to see this? No, racism, of course. Uh, whistleblower X unmasked uh, as the lead IRS investigator on the Hunter Biden probe, Joseph Ziegler, confirmed that the Biden family has accepted over $17 million in foreign payments with over half going to Hunter Biden. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer out of Kentucky asked Ziegler during Wednesday's hearing to confirm the total amount of foreign income obtained by the Biden family. 
Quote, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? Asked James Comer. Quote, that is correct, replied the whistleblower. Let's uh, check into this. Let's see uh, Ziegler's opening statement. Today, I, I, I sit here before you not as a hero or, or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. By the way, I'm pretty sure that's, that's a gay man. It is a gay man. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he votes Democrat. He does vote Democrat. So wrong is wrong. I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's fucking amazing. Let's yeah. see what the Democrats think. That's, a, that's an actual American first American. 100%. Yes. 100. And guess what? I don't care he's fucking gay or a Democrat. No one cares. Right he's is right, right. Wrong fucking, is wrong. That's it. Yeah. But let, let's check in on our Democrats. Let's see what, see what they think over there. You know what they say, Andy? I bet they're going to fucking, I bet they're going to fucking say, uh, this is a nothing burger. <laughs> nothing burger. <laughs> that's what they always say. <laughs> it's a waste of time is what they're oh. saying. Oh. Yeah, it's a nothing burger, man. Waste of time. RS whistleblower's testimony on Hunter Biden still not enough to convince these Democrats. Let's dive into this. Uh, it's a waste of time because the because these pussies up in Washington D.C. won't hold anybody accountable. It's a waste of time because nothing's going to happen. That's what the that's what they're trying to say. Well, that's the demoralization of our society. Yeah. Uh, so the two IRS whistleblowers who allege the Justice Department meddled in an investigation into President Biden's son Hunter Biden were not convincing. Democrats told Fox News, quote, I believe that they believe themselves, whether they're right or wrong, really is in their mind and the determination of other people. Uh, Representative Kwesi uh, Mufume said, quote, I happen to believe that they're wasting time on this. Uh, Representative Daniel Goldman told Fox News, quote, they are good faith actors who misconstrue the third hand information that they received. I think they were frustrated that the case didn't move forward as they had hoped after all their hours. The New York Democrat continued saying they were frustrated that they were removed from the case after they were significant leaks to the Washington Post and they're expressing their frustration in this way. It's just they're just they're just upset, Andy. That's it. That's why they're they're, they're talking about this. Uh, so Joseph Ziegler, uh, he's a 13 year special agent for the IRS whose identity was revealed Wednesday. Uh, and Greg Shapley, a former IRS investigation supervisor, claimed the Justice Department did not handle the investigation into Hunter Biden in an ordinary way. Uh, the two were invited to testify at a hearing before leaders of the House Judiciary, Oversight and Accountability and Ways and Means Committees. Uh, the whistleblowers claimed that there was a pattern of, quote, slow walking investigative steps into the president's son before the 2020 presidential election and efforts to tip off Hunter uh, before investigative actions. In one case, uh, Shapley recalled that an assistant U.S. attorney told Hunter Biden's lawyers the IRS was readying to execute a search warrant on a storage unit used by the president's son. The tip destroyed, quote, our chance to get evidence before being destroyed, manipulated, or concealed, Shapley said. House Republicans believe the whistleblowers. Quote, I think they're very credible. Republican Representative Russell Fry told Fox News, quote, their testimony has been corroborated by the FBI, who was just in here this week. Uh, Ziegler, a Democrat, quote, doesn't fit the mold of a partisan hack, Fry said. 
Uh, Representative Jason Smith, a Missouri Republican, agreed. Quote, they're absolutely credible, Smith said. Their facts are lining up. No one has countered anything that they have said. Lawmakers noted the personal risk taken by whistleblowers to come forward. Um, that's that. But you also got RFK. He's also testifying uh, on Capitol Hill, talking about the censorship that's going on with him. And what we got? A little, on, on a little stroll on Capitol Hill. I don't think it should be a surprise to many people that there's a lot of people within the system that Hunter Biden lives and exists and has thrived in coming to his defense. Because what they're realizing is, is that if Hunter Biden is held accountable for the things that he has done, uh, the, the sheet will be lifted to reveal that this is actually how it works in Washington, D.C., where it's pay for play, it's pay for influence with all of these politicians. And a lot of their own illegal activities will be uncovered by doing so. So I think there's a big movement to protect the Bidens because of the collective guilt of all the politicians up there. Um, and that's not being talked about by anybody. We don't have anybody talking about that. And if you look at how these politicians go in at net worth of X and then come out net worth of 100X when they're making $200,000 a year. Uh, they just happen to be picking the right stocks and they just happen to get the fuck out of here, dude. Mm -hmm. Like these people are fucking criminals. They've been, they've been oppressing us. They've been, they've been stealing from us. They've been doing all of this inside shit for fucking who knows how many decades. Okay. This is a club. That's they're the all, game. They're all attorneys. They all hang out with each other. They all play golf together. They all eat dinner together. They all run around, do whatever they fucking do together, which apparently has something to do with little kids, okay? And, uh, and they're going to protect each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're dealing with. So, you know, I, I think that this man who came out, actually both these men who came out uh, are super brave Americans and uh, should be championed because we need more of this. This is what's going to help un 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 reveal what's actually been going on. That's my take. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, and the funny thing is, is they'll, they'll, they'll say anybody that doesn't go along with their agenda is anti-gay, racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, motherfucker. We don't care. We care about what's right. And I think this dude's a hero, dude, for what he did. 100%. Guys, chime in on the conversation. Let us know what you think. Hashtag accountability. He, he's going to get fucking destroyed by his own fucking buddies at his own agencies. Mm -hmm. You know what Oh, I'm no, his job is done. That's not just his job. They're going to harass him from here until the end of time. This is why it's important for the, the curtain to be all the way lifted. We're living in a, in a... But Andy, aren't there regulations that prevent, uh, you know, attacks on whistleblowers? Well, aren't there regulations that say you can't have cocaine in the White House? Aren't there laws that say you can't <laughs> kill people? Right. Don't do drugs. Right. I mean, right. do we really think that regulations or laws mean anything anymore? Not with I, the, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's important that we understand the situation we're in. I talk about this a lot. But like, dude, we're not, in a, we don't live in a free country. You guys think we do. No free country can exist where you have to work for the government organization uh, most of the time, which is the case for most people. When you, uh, when you talk about how much tax you pay, typically you guys talk about income tax, but you forget all the tax you pay on all these other issues. 
You don't, you know, you pay tax when you buy shit. You pay tax when you sell shit. You pay tax to hold shit. You pay tax when you die. You pay fucking tax for literally everything. And when you add up all the tax that we pay, it's well over 50%, even for the, the, the lowest tax bracket of Americans on income tax. So what that actually means is that we all work for the government when in the reality, the government's supposed to work for us. The government should be much smaller. It should be uh, run much tighter. Uh, we have too many fucking, you know, what ha- well, here's what it is. The scam was discovered and then all of a sudden people just kept joining the scam. And now we have the scam that we, the people, exist to feed the scam, right? And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bloated, fat, corrupt government system that legit needs to be replaced. That's real shit, okay? And I'm not talking about burning it down. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about whatever the fuck we need to do to get this back on track where it's uh, of the people, for the people, by the people, and they act in our best interest to where we don't pay most of our income for them to operate because they're so big and bloated. Like, that's not cool. That's not fair. And, and, and by the way, that's not just like a, a thing where you're like, oh, I'm pissed off, I gotta pay tax. You have to think it like, why do they do it that way? Well, they do it that way because if you're taxed so heavily and the tax burden is that hard to carry, now you're in a position where you can't actually grow out to become somebody of means, or if you do, it's a very tiny percentage of that, right? So think of how much more financial wealth and how many more jobs and how much greater the economy, how much greater the cities, how much greater the roads and the infrastructure, how much greater this country would actually look like if everybody worked for themselves, they were able to accumulate wealth without the government stealing most of it. And we were able to solve problems on our own. And I'm not talking all the way to... Uh, we shouldn't have a government. Like, I'm not talking about that crazy shit. No, of course we need a government. We need an organization of people that are going to uh, act in interest of the people. That just hasn't been happening. And that's where we get these libertarians saying, we don't need a government. Who's going to, you know, we'll build the roads and we don't need fucking police. And like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, you make the whole cause of like reasonable, like reduction of government sound insane. Like, you're hurting the cause by saying that stupid ass shit. Okay, that's why libertarians never get taken seriously, because they say shit that's so uh, anarchist that people can't comprehend With so it. So much conviction. I too. know, dude. <laughs> well, it's usually they are pretty intelligent people, but they're not understanding that in our preferences as human beings. Like if we say I prefer X, we typically take it to the extreme because we're working to convince people over here to believe in it. And we want so bad for them to believe in it that we take it to the extreme and we say you're an idiot for not believing. But if you really want people to start believing in a, in a more libertarian type liberty, personal liberty, personal accountability, less financial oppression plan for a better America, you have to talk in terms of something that they can comprehend, not fucking straight up, no police, no fucking government. They can't understand that, dumbasses. So you have to talk in terms of where they can understand it, which is very minimal government, okay, that actually acts in, in interest of our people. We have police, we have a military, we have these things, and they are run in a genuine uh, way without the corruption that we've seen our whole entire lifetimes. Now, I can't blame libertarians for feeling the way they feel, but they're communicating it poorly, which is making them be taken less serious. And alienate it. Right, so, so like when I get on here and I say, hey, we could pay 10% income tax, we could pay our police officers 
$250,000 to start to keep our streets safe. We could pay teachers $250,000 to start to bring in quality individuals to teach our children, which is the most important job that we have in this country. Um, and, and we could do that all for this, this budget, which you could, okay? And you could have, still have the most powerful military in the world, and you could still have the best infrastructure in the world, okay? When, you say, when I say that, people fucking throw it in the libertarian dumpster, and they're like, that sounds like bullshit. Because the libertarians fucking talk about this straight-up anarchy shit that most people can't comprehend, bro. So, like, we, we have to get to a realization that we live in a government that is not free. It's advertised as free. We're told it's free. But if you were holding someone hostage in your basement from the time they were fucking, you know, born, okay, and they grew up to be an adult, and the whole time you were telling them, you're free. This is freedom. You're free. This is freedom. You're free. Aren't you thankful to be here? You're free. You're free. You're free. You know what they're going to say they are? Free. They're going to say I'm free. And that's what America is right now. Mm. And people just haven't woken up to it yet. And when they do, there's going to be repercussions and accountability for some of these crimes against humanity that these people have committed in the last fucking three and a half years. So, yeah. So that's shit, that's guys, my take, dude. Guys, tell us what you think down in the comments. But with that being said, Andy, let's close this out. It's time for our favorite segment of the show. As always, guys, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we bring a headline in. Uh, we, we go through it. We talk about it. And we'll get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, King's guard melts hearts by making a rare break in protocol so boy with Down syndrome can have a photo taken with him. I, I thought this was pretty cool. I um, saw it. So a member of the King's guard has won praise after going out of his way to make a young man with Down syndrome feel comfortable. A video of Mike Van Erp, 50, better known by his YouTube name, Cycling Mikey, uh, and the youngster posing for a photo at Buckingham Palace has caused a stir after being shared on YouTube, thanks to the touching way the situation was handled by everyone. So known worldwide for being silent and still is the job of King's Guard to stand on duty outside official royal residences, and even when tourists try to distract them, they are expected to remain unmoved. However, footage shows how a kind-hearted member of the Guard moved closer to Mike and the boy uh, who were trying to get a photo to remember their trip to Horse Guards Parade. Bye. That's awesome. I think that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So he was telling the, uh, so the dad was on the video I saw, you could see the subtitle of what the, uh, the man was telling the boy with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. He was telling him, don't get too close. Don't get too close. And this, the, the guard heard him and, and over. the guard stepped over to be in the photo with him. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, I mean, bro, this is, this is what it's about. Dude. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's what most people are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, he admitted that both I and the young lad got a bit of a scare when he stepped closer to us because it was so unexpected, adding, this left me with tears in my eyes for a few evenings. Uh, after Twitter users initially thought that Mike was the boy's father, he clarified, uh, quote, I'm, not, I'm also not his dad, although I'd be proud to be. 
Uh, I'm very grateful to the soldier, he continued. I'm lucky I had good parents and went to a Jesuit school that cared about me and taught me well. Same for the young lad. I'm with uh, tears in my eyes. Uh, over the last few years, the King's Guard have earned something of a bad reputation on social media because of videos showing how they shout at members of the public that get too close to them or the horses. Um, I also have a video of that. Just, I mean, I feel like I've never seen that. You, oh, bro, they can be brutal. Really? Oh, bro, look at this one. Okay. Make way! What do you say? Make way! <laughs> Knock the little kid over. <laughs> I'm Bob Evan, oh, linebacker, not- <laughs> UK. <laughs> My <court! laughs> I mean, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, so it is good to see them paint in a good light, see them do some good stuff. Yeah. Um, online, they've been getting a, a bunch of love. Uh, much respect for this King's uh, guard. He was aware of the situation and acted with honor. Lovely gesture of kindness. All the guards do an exceptional job with so many tourists. Um, Shows you the power of an individual. Yeah. What they do when they were collective. They just ran the kid over. Mm. What they do when they were on his own. That's he deep. did the right thing. That's deep. Something to think about. That's deep, man. It goes right into what we were talking about in yesterday's Real Talk. And right into the problem with this country, which is groupthink group association, the inability or the lack of courage to speak up for what you believe is right or wrong. That's, a, that's an embodiment of it, those two videos. It's deep shit, man. What are we giving it? I think it's thumbs up. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. That was pretty fucking awesome. Well, guys, Andy, that's all I got. Don't be a hoe. Try the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.